ships a cakewalk. If we're behind them, never mind, we'll fight and fight and kill the good old colony. Welcome to One-Eyed Tigers and Pies, and this is the podcast where we talk about all things AFLW, so long as it involves Richmond, 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 at Richmond this week, because for the first time ever, Richmond has won an AFLW game. My name is Tony, and I am a Richmond AFLW fanatic. And my name's Alexandra, and I'm a Collingwood, One-Eyed Collingwood supporter, um, and I'm also a Richmond supporter this weekend, and I'm happy for this podcast to be a lot about Richmond, but not entirely. We're still going to talk about Collingwood. Sorry, I, I may have got a little bit carried away at that point. but And wasn't it a great win? Like, how good was Friday night? Friday night was brilliant. Uh, it was just, I think last week I said was the first time I got nervous watching the, the girls, and this week was the first time I got emotional, I think. I actually got a bit emotional as well, watching them sing the song after. Oh yeah, that was so. They were so overjoyed and happy. the The scenes afterwards were just brilliant. Yeah, no, it was absolutely brilliant. And what a way to get your first win! That wasn't a fall over the line type of win. That was a that was a statement. It was a genuine thumping, keeping them scoreless in the first half. And yeah, and they won every quarter. Like there was a lot of talk that Geelong came back, but Richmond still won every quarter. Look. We normally do a bit of a preamble and ramble around a bit, but should I just jump straight into the game? Because that's what we're here to talk about this week, surely. I think so as well. So tell us about Richmond's win, Tone. Uh, gloat, gloat all you I, like. I will gloat. I, will get gloat. I got a text message from a friend uh, during the week saying, you're not allowed to talk about Collingwood this week. It's got to be all Richmond. Now, recognise <laughs> that's probably not going to happen, but let's lead off with all, mostly Richmond. Just before you go into the Richmond thing, I do just want to put it out there that Collingwood is the only unbeaten team in the competition after this round, so we do need to mention Collingwood. We'll give Collingwood a mention at the end or something. It's fine. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Go for it. Oh, okay. So many firsts. So first win, obviously, first win in AFLW. It's our highest score as well. It's the first time we've won all four quarters, naturally, but uh, it's a really consistent performance. It's the first time we've ever kept a team scoreless at halftime. It's the first time that the girls swept the coaches' votes where we got every vote for the team. Just consistently an overall fantastic performance. Um, so we watched the, the highlight for me was, like you, watching the girls sing the song at the end. They, it showed how much it meant to them, I think. Yes, I agree. And it meant to every single one of them, the one, the players who are new this year and the players who were there um, from the start last year, the, the newbies, as in the, um, the young kids and the older ones, it was so powerful. Yeah, and, and a really important thing I discovered too, there's, there was one outstanding question I was just waiting to see was when they sing the song, was someone going to sing the bass line? And now we know the answer. So who sang the baseline? I don't know actually who sang the baseline, but it's during the bit, halfway through the song, where they say, oh, we're from Tigerland, boom, 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 boom. And every time the men sing it, someone in the background goes, boom, 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 boom. And they <laughs> did it during the song as well. Go and listen to it. It's hilarious. I don't know who's singing it, but it's a tradition. I love it. I love it. That's great. I'll go and listen. I'll go and see if I can spot who it is. Yeah, yeah, that would be great. Uh, what else was great? Uh, there was there was an absolute highlight for me, um, and that was the Ellie McKenzie run along the wing. Uh, that's where she gets the ball. Don't argues uh, a Geelong player, 
runs away down the wing, takes three bounces. But my favourite bit is she sees Meg McDonald coming towards her and just goes, eh, you know what, I can take you. Doesn't even stop, shrugs her off, keeps running, takes another bounce, and we got a goal from that passage of play. That was fantastic. Um, it showed a level of confidence that the team had on Friday night that I haven't seen them have before. Yeah, I think that's it. And it probably has spiralled from or built over the past weeks. Like the last quarter against Collingwood was good, kept Collingwood scoreless. First couple of quarters against Carlton were really good and then sort of fell away. But I think they sort of said, no, we can we can match it. And probably starting so well, everyone's confidence just got sky high. The stars, of course, the usual stars, Conti, Brennan, well, I, I was harsh on Brennan in season one, but Brennan has been a star the last couple of weeks for sure. Hosking and uh, Seymour dominating in the ruck again. Oh, and Gabby Seymour got a goal. She did indeed, and didn't, wasn't she happy about it? She she was very happy about it. She's re, uh, reinforcing her position as my one of my favourite Richmond players. No, absolutely. Um, having said that, gee, Geelong were bad. I I. Didn't realise they were that bad. Have you watched them play? Uh, I have. I'm pretty sure we beat them earlier in the year and I thought that they were pretty ordinary then. And I do think they were bad, but don't don't sell yourself short. Like one of the reasons they were bad is that Richmond was so good. Yeah, you're right. We are great. No, I don't think we let them play. We put a lot of pressure on them around the contest and our contested marking up forward was very good. Wakefield was sensational. Uh, and even Frederick actually took a couple of uh, half-decent marks and, and Brennan dominated that centre-half forward position. There was one point where I said to you, um, I, I messaged you and said, you're passing it around inside the 50 like there's no opposition there, like taking three marks in order to just move it closer and closer to goal. To kick one. Yeah, which which is absolutely brilliant. I, I don't know if that technique's going to work against a really good defence, but no. I'll take it. No, I, I think you should keep it in mind for um for next time you play Collingwood because uh, we'd enjoy you doing that. That'd be good. I, I think we would. I'm not sure how many contested marks. We'll just stick Gabby Seymour down there to play on Stacey Livingston. It'll be fine. <laughs> We've talked about some of the stars. I wanted to shout out to some of the girls who I pro- probably haven't talked about much on the podcast, but had sensational games, like really did their job and, and stepped up and were a key part, I think, of why we dominated round the ground. Um, so ex-Collingwood player Sarah Darcy, I've been down on her a couple of times this year, but that was absolutely her best game for the club. Yes, I agree. So Sarah Darcy, not just an ex-Collingwood player, but one of my favourite Richmond players. Mum and Dad were at the game and Dad said afterwards, um, that Sarah Darcy played a really controlling role that you wouldn't necessarily see on the television, but she was marshalling the troops in defence and doing a really good job of it. Oh, right. That's great. Yeah. So I've been critical a couple of times of her decision-making, but it was just really solid down there. It was was excellent. She was everywhere, in the right spot every time, which is good. I, she didn't play in the back line again for Collingwood, though, I didn't think. No, she was our full forward. Right. Yeah, well, she can clearly play down back. Mm-hmm. I'd like to also call out Maddie Brancatisano. Oh, I think I got it right that time. She uh, had 15 disposals this week, 17 last week. She's been a little bit all over the show earlier on, but it's just really picked up the pace of the game in the midfield. And it just adds that depth in the midfield and, and strength through there. And and I looked it up. She's still only 20. I didn't realise she was so young. Uh, Rebecca Miller last week, really solid game down back. Miller and Cordner now down back. Cordner was a fantastic recruit 
from Melbourne uh, this year, and and between the two of them, it's a really solid basis. And then Tessa Levy and Kate Dempsey, don't think I've ever mentioned their names before in the podcast, just did their job, used the ball well. Um, and I also want to call out Kate Dempsey's celebrations after the final siren when she went over the crowd. That was really awesome. Gabby Seymour-esque. <laughs> yes, although probably anti-COVID rules. Yeah, there was not a lot of COVID-safe celebrations going on, but you could just tell the girls were so excited by it. They were. And the fact that you've never mentioned Tessa Levy and Kate Dempsey means I don't know who they are, but I'll keep an eye out for them next time I'm watching Richmond. Yeah, yeah. Just I, I hadn't seen them much before, but they just sort of kept showing up doing nice things. So all in all, what a win. Look, it was a, it was a thumping and... Just a great game to watch, and I absolutely loved it. I don't know how many more will win. We're still got there's still a big gap, I think, between the bottom teams and the top teams. But I feel like this squad is capable of starting to bridge that gap now. So I'm going to go one further than you there, Tone. Okay. Remember in our first season, we used to make bold predictions. Yes, we did. Have you got one for me? I have a bold prediction for you. Okay. Richmond won't lose another game this season. Whoa. That is bold. Okay, you've got to tell me your thought process for that. So I was so impressed with how they played on Friday night um, and the confidence with which they played, and I honestly think it's confidence that's been holding them back more than anything because we've they've been showing all year that they're capable of playing very good football and they're capable of matching it with the best sides. They just haven't been able to do it for a whole game. So they've put four quarters together. They did it in absolute style. You have match winners all over the ground. I I actually just can't see you losing. Wow, that's awesome. I really hope you're right. Now, first big test is obviously North this weekend, so they're a good side. It's going to be a challenge. But I will say we've played most of the good sides now. That that's actually was my other point, is you've played three or four of sides that are in the top six. Yeah. So if we go if we now get to play, you know, Saints and Gold Coast and West Coast. And I was also banking on you not meeting Freo. Ah yeah, we're not gonna beat Freo. <laughs> Though <laughs> Brisbane did show they were beatable this week. That's right. Um anybody's beatable on any given day, and I I think Richmond's blood's up now. Awesome. And the sad news about that is I don't think it's going to be enough to get you into the finals. I don't think so. I think if we win every game, we'll just be on the edge. And yes, yeah. I've done a finals calculator. <laughs> so you were thinking about it too. I just wanted to see whether it was possible. We're still a chance. We're a mathematical <laughs> chance. Yeah, you're going to have to have some even bigger wins than that with your percentage as well, I'm afraid. Yeah, whereas Geelong, I think, had a percentage-boosting loss. <laughs> oh, that's depressing. Oh, that's yeah. Yeah, depressing. percentages are 27. They've got a, they're a long way back. So there was another team who played on the weekend and did okay. I probably should let you have the microphone for a moment. Alexandra, how did Collingwood go on the weekend? I've said this quite a lot this season, Tone, but Collingwood won on the weekend. Right. You sure? Which podcast are we now? I just, just lost. No, oh, oh, they won again. <laughs> Collingwood won again. Collingwood has won five on the trot and they are unbeaten in season 2021 and they are the only side unbeaten in season 2021 after Frio's shock loss to Brisbane. And not just that we won and that we are unbeaten because that is awesome and that is fantastic, but it's the way we're doing it. 
and the way that these this team, these women are coming out and playing, um, playing their hearts out and just not letting anything rattle them. The, the entire third quarter was played in Melbourne's half of the ground and was just under constant pressure. And we, okay, so Melbourne let us off the hook by kicking like four behinds or something in that quarter before they got a goal. But the Collingwood team was just completely unrattled, like it didn't bother them at all, it didn't phase them, they just kept the pressure on and they kept the pressure on and they wore, just wore it out, waited and then came home in the in the final quarter and, and sealed it within a, a, very, a couple of minutes. The defence uh, has been really quite stellar, um, you know, not letting North score a goal, keeping Melbourne to very little. I mean, they're really impressive numbers. Yes, yes, they've been inaccurate, but... As I think I've said previously, that inaccuracy is part of the fact it's the shots you let them take a low percentage. Yep, that's exactly right. Although Melbourne did have a bit of the Richmonds going on in front of goal because they missed some very gettable shots on the weekend. Mm -hmm. Last week you told me off for naming the entire team in the best. (laughs) Yeah, did I do that with Richmond? Possibly. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm not going to do that this year because actually – it's really hard to call out the best because everybody played their role um, and it was just they, they played their role. Uh, okay, I'm going to call out a standout because Chloe Malloy kicked three goals and was like just absolutely sensational like she is and also Bree Davey. Okay, so I have favourites and I have to call out my favourites um, when they play brilliant games. So, so um, Chloe Malloy kicked two sensational goals and, and got the one from the free kick earlier on. I, I do have a question though. Was she the nearest player to that free kick? Because it seems like she played like a full forward and sort of saw the free kick and ran over and stood next to the umpire. (laughs) And why shouldn't she do that? No, it's exactly what a forward should do. That is great forward craft. Like, I'm the best kick, I'm the goal kicker, give me the free kick. But she wasn't the tackler and she wasn't the person who got the ball at the end. (laughs) Well, she was the one who kicked the goal and that's what counts. That is what counts. I am getting more joy out of watching this team than I have out of being a Collingwood supporter pretty much ever. Ever. That's a big yeah. goal. That is a huge goal. Even the 2010, was it, uh, grand final victory? So actually that... <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe second to that. Well, well there, there was a lot of joy out of that and actually the fact that it went over two weeks in 2010, over two got two grand finals out of it like that was pretty amazing um but it's a it, it is a different sort of joy um this is a this is different and amazing and I I love them and it's an every week kind of I'm just on a high because they're playing so well and it's such an awesome thing to be a part of that that is brilliant is brilliant and I think seeing them you know up close and personal like you went to the to Victoria Park Mum and Dad and I went along to Victoria Park and it was just wonderful. And you you, you see the same people there <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> Not all that, like you don't know all of them, but, yeah, see a few favourites in the crowd and, yeah, it's it's just awesome. <laughs> and um, while we're on the subject, I did also go and watch the Bulldogs um, beat GWS down at my local ground and that was great too. So I've barracked for three teams this weekend and they all won. You're a very you're a good luck charm. I'm not normally, so let's just <laughs> You're you're an AFLW good luck charm. Sure. <laughs> this year, this week, whatever. It was great. That that's it. That's all I have to say about Colin. Okay, no, well played. 
Um, I feel that we need some kind of a, you know, an intro music for Duffy Watch. Let me try this. That's terrible. How long does it go for? <laughs> Clearly a very long time. <laughs> I don't know how to stop it. You managed to quiet down anyway. Okay, hang on, I'm going to try something different. <laughs> Duffy Watch. <laughs> Is that the new intro music? That's the new intro music for Duffy Watch. <laughs> oh, it works better afterwards. I kind of feel like we need to work on our intro music a little bit. I'm not sure these built-in sounds on the podcasting app are really nailing it. Duffy Watch. <laughs> Keeping an eye on the kick-to-handball ratio of Frio superstar Sabrina Duffy. I'm glad you have a long intro after that because I've got to stop laughing after you play that intro sound. <laughs> oh, Sabrina Duffy, uh, tough game for Freo. Tough game. Uh, went down to Brisbane. Brisbane were very good. Now, not talking so much about Duffy here, but jumping onto Freo. Brisbane took their game away from them. They tackled them really hard. They didn't give Freo the ability to have that sort of powerful run through the middle. Uh, so, yes, tough game. I missed the first half because I was cooking sausages at Bunnings. Why, why were you cooking sausages at Bunnings? I was doing it as a uh, fundraiser uh, for my soccer club. Oh, so, you know, yeah. they always have local charities and, and whatever, fundraisers doing cooking sausages. I have to say that was the hardest two hours I have worked in years, that the Bunnings sausage crowd are an intense crowd who demand their sausage exactly the way they want. And so they should. And so they should. We were talking about something else at some point, weren't we? Uh, we were. We were talking about Duffy Watch. So Duffy Watch, uh, return to form for Sabrina Duffy, uh, not in terms of the number of possessions, but she managed to kick the ball and not have any handballs at all. She's back. Great. And no goals? No goals uh, and only five kicks, so actually not a great game, but at least she didn't handball it. So, look, I think it was, it was a tough game out there. I'm pretty sure they were in with a plan to sit on Duffy and sit on Horton as well and make sure they just didn't get any time to run forward of the ball like like Freo have been doing so well. So kudos to Brisbane. Good on them. Yeah, uh, but Freo will bounce back. I've no doubt that Freo will bounce back from that. I wouldn't want to be playing them next week. Who's playing them, West Coast? I don't think that West Coast have a hope. Is West Coast playing them again? Didn't Yes. Oh, are we on the repeat section? I'm sorry, I've lost track of who's playing who with these um, quickly changing it, fixtures. It is the first repeat. It's because um, they've run out of non-Victorian teams to play. Right. I, I feel if this goes on, this is going to play into Freo's hand if you just get to keep playing West Coast every week. And sadly, it means you'll never get to play West Coast. No, which is completely unfair. Yes, but it also means you'll never get to play Freo. Now, on the bright side about the West Coast Freer game is they're playing it at Optus Stadium. So get to play on the, the big oval, which will be awesome. Oh, awesome. And they'll let a few more people in there as well, I would I, imagine. I would hope so, yeah. Hey, that'll be cool. And I don't know, you've been to the, the stand. It's a great place to watch football. I absolutely love that. It's my second favourite ground after the MCG. Yes. I love what they've done with it. It's beautiful. This is feeling like a um, a very nice, happy podcast tone, and I almost don't want to bring it down with a rant. 
Well, maybe we could just have a quick one, not get, not get too long. Because let's face it, it's a happy week. It's a happy week in football. It is a happy week in football. Um, I do need to have a little rant, though, because of the back page of the Herald Sun on Saturday morning. This is relevant to you because um, the back page of the Herald Sun on Saturday morning, after Richmond's extraordinary and amazing win on Friday night, had an enormous picture of Dusty Martin in a training run with some story about the Tigers men's team and a little tiny side box on the side to say that the women, um, the AFL women, had had a win the night before. Yeah, so you texted me this. And, I mean, I love Dusty. I love Richmond. And we know Richmond does sell papers. But seriously, that is utterly ridiculous. This was, he played a couple of quarters of a training run, which was free entry down in Casey Fields, versus a historic momentous occasion for the women where thousands of paid up customers were there and you can't don't even have the decency to put it on the back page but then at the least you stick at the worst you stick a training montage on the back page like get your act together Harold son I know you're a rag but come on I thought you were better than that no I didn't <laughs> I I never thought they were better than that but I want them to be better than that that's and it I- I want the peer pressure on them to force them to be better than that. You're right. I, I don't think I agree. They weren't, they're not better than that, but I want them to be better and they need to be better. So everyone get out there and call them out for it. Harold Sun, you have to be better than that. This is going to be a little bit of a um a little bit of a reversal of roles tone. I just want to give you some stats. Oh, fantastic. More females play sport than men in Australia. I wasn't aware of that fact. Mm-hmm. It is a true fact, I think. <laughs> it's, it's got a factiness about it. It has a factiness about it. I'm pretty sure that that is right. No, I read it somewhere. It must be true. So, more the Herald Sun, I hope. No, not in the Herald Sun. The Herald Sun would not advertise anything like that. Like it's risen hugely in the last um, in the last few years with the rise of professional women's sport in the football codes in particular. Um, so, so women playing AFL for example, at community level, um, has risen by 800% in the last five years. That's so, an awesome growth rate. It's amazing. It's fantastic. Okay, so more females play sport than men in Australia. 10% of media coverage of sport covers women's sport. Yeah, and that's, that's bitterly disappointing. But it's not going to change unless people start calling it out. Yes, so we're calling it out. We're calling it out. It's out to our legions yeah. of fans. You need to call it out as well. When you see something as ridiculous as this, when you see your favourite sporting female heroes not being given the attention they deserve, call it out. So there are some absolutely stellar media outlets that are focused on women's sport, and I particularly want to call out Siren Sport, who's one of my favourites who do an absolutely extraordinary job um, covering women's sport. And I love that and I think that's fantastic and you should all go and follow Siren Sport as well and support them in every way possible. But I want the mainstream media to be covering women's sport as well. I don't want a divide between men's sport and women's sport. Like we we like sport. We do. Like we, like, we like sport at all levels and with all genders. We just like high-quality sport and it should be celebrated, full stop. Absolutely. 
So there you go, little mini rant, little bit of data, get out there and make the Herald Sun be better. I love it. I love the fact that I got to rant and you got data. (laughs) All good. All right, Uh, a couple of other things to close off the uh, podcast. Um, We had a couple of suggestions for a new name from Kathy. Oh, what were they? Thank you, Kathy. Kathy suggested we call our podcast The Sarah Sands. Okay, well, appropriate for last week. I I feel like it's probably a one-off, though. We don't have too many more stories on The Sarah Sands, do we? No, I don't. Well, I don't have any others. If any listeners have any stories about The Sarah Sands, please feel free to send them in. I feel like that would have been a great name for last week's episode. Yes. Should we name our episodes? <laughs> I think I'm having enough trouble keeping the numbering in order. <laughs> uh, Kathy's other suggestions was all things AFLW. Okay, so that's that's good. It's not strictly accurate given it's we talk a little bit about the rest of AFLW, but yeah, it's it's close. It it's it's closer. But I agree with you. We are still primarily Richmond and Collingwood. Yeah. It's we're not one-eyed about it. Yeah. Although this podcast today, today's podcast might make you think that we're one-eyed. Yeah, today's podcast to- is brought to you by the single eye, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Richmond and Collingwood supporters. All right. So we're still working on the name for the podcast. Okay. Uh, more keep this, keep the suggestions coming, please. Okay. And uh, just to carry over from last week's podcast, you had some stats together on the hairstyles of the Richmond team. So I started to do this and then I thought something that we need to chat about is the equivalent of us talking about hairstyles, the equivalent of, for example, women being judged for their outfits on the red carpet, whereas the guys just get away with it. Is this, are we judging them on something that we wouldn't judge male footballers on? That is a really good question, Tone, and I'm actually really glad you brought it up because as I was counting the buns and ponytails on the Bulldogs and Greater Western Sydney side on the weekend, I had a very similar thought. I was counting hairstyles rather than watching footy. Yeah, and it feels like that's not what we're about. We're about to cel- we're here to celebrate the incredible football that they're playing, not how they look. You're right. You're 100% right, and I also don't want my counting to go to waste. So I'm going to tell you <laughs> that the Bulldogs have 11 buns and 10 ponytails and GWS have 11 ponytails and 10 buns. And mum said that Rich, you didn't count in Richmond. And I'm Look, I, I would have, but I actually have difficulty telling the difference between a bun and a ponytail. Like if, if it's tied at the back and like the hair kind of tucks up under, is that a bun or a ponytail? I don't know. It's a bun. Um, but you're right, there are different types of buns. So the, the thing that I needed to point out, because mum said that the ponies won by one on the Richmond side, so that's a 10-11 thing split as well. So my original premise that ponytails were the, um, the hairstyle of choice in the AFLW is actually, it appears to be wrong. I was wrong. Right, it's an even split. It's a fairly even split. I, I have two more things to say about this and then we'll never talk about hairstyles again. <laughs> I was going to ask, can we make sure this is the last time we talk about hairstyles on the podcast? <laughs> so the first thing I want to say is that my footy team that I play for, the Mojave Lions, I, I can't help myself now. I was at footy training tonight and I did a count and uh, we're actually, we are definitely favouring ponytails. There's a um, there's an almost 
30 to 3 count on the ponytails. The other thing that I wanted to say is that Brie Davey is in the bun camp and Brie Davey is absolutely squarely in the bun camp and it's part of her look. Like you know that that's what she always wears. And it came down on the weekend. Just, does that affect your ability had, to play? No, but it affects your ability to know who she is. <laughs> she has such long amazing hair really really long like it must be about waist length and dad is standing next to me he's going who's that who's that and I said it's Brie (laughs) this looks completely different so these are the two things that I wanted to say about hairstyles I actually 100% agree with you um that it isn't the sort of thing that we want to talk to but I would also tell you that I have actually talked about hairstyles in men's football as well. So it's not actually something that I'm judging the women on that I'm not judging the men on. No, fair enough. I, I have made some harsh comments about the prevalence of man buns at Collingwood male football players as well. I will give you that. Greater Western Sydney male players have a much higher preponderance of man buns. Than yeah, and I, I, I know we differ on our opinion of man buns. <laughs> now, I, okay, so... Let's wrap it up. Uh, maybe next week I'll come back with a hard-hitting expose on my soccer team and the prevalence of balding, facial hair and beer guts, and we'll see where that ends up. <laughs> that sounds great. I'd love to know how your team's going in that regard. <laughs> so that might wrap us up for the weekend, uh, for the weekend time. Yeah, so we look forward. What's on for your weekend? Uh, so oh, Collingwood is playing the Bulldogs back at Victoria Park. Oh, who are you going to barrack for? Surely, surely it's Collingwood. Of course I'm barracking for Collingwood, but I might – have my bulldog scarf in my bag just in case I need to bring it out after the siren. <laughs> just make sure, just have a bed each way. That's fine. <laughs> no, definitely backing, barracking for Collingwood and going to enjoy the game one way or another. It's um, two, two good teams. The Bulldogs have won four in a row. Like they lost the first round and they've won four in a row. So they're on nearly as good a roll as Collingwood is. Yeah, yeah, they're a good side. They're definitely one of the top sides. Mm, how about you? Uh, so, well, Richmond's playing North. Again, we've got the big Friday night match, um, except the fact it's not Friday night. It's more closer to Friday afternoon, which is a bit annoying. So I don't know if I'm going to be able to get home from work in time to see it. Um, other than that, West Coast playing Freo at Optus Oval on the Sunday. Uh, we'll see if we can get a log to that. I'm hoping to do so. Excellent. Lovely talking to you. And uh, let's finish it off with our uh, our cat cry. Go Pies! Go Tigers!